Hey guys, welcome back to Dance Fever, Southern West Virginia's only dance competition show fan podcast that talks about sees the greatest dancer. I'm Eddie Lee. I'm Terry Ann. We have greatest dancer info for you. Week five, I think it is, the first challenge show and of the 12 contestants, Lou Who, this episode. Dun, dun, dun. Sorry. It's a segue. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about this show. I'm sorry. He just said that. On the opening. No, we're going to talk about that show. That show. Okay. Not this show. Not this. Cool. So in the opening montage, it was really, really cool because diversity rocks. Diversity is the name of the. I thought that was the closing montage. Was it the closing montage? Well, you couldn't have wrote it at the beginning of your notes. Well, yeah, I ran out of room writing my oh, notes. Yeah, I, I'm it, sorry. Diversity rocks later. The was, opening montage was still everybody. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. It was, uh, everybody. All, by, the, all of the. I don't, I don't know either. I don't think they told us. No, I, I haven't seen it. Everybody who's part of the show was part of the they're very dance routine. Tight-lipped about information. Let's put it that there, way. So. At the end of the show. While we're waiting for everybody to vote, because you have like 10 minutes to vote via right. phone. They, yeah. And um, diversity. As well as everybody, as well as the judges. Yes. As well as the two commenta- uh, the two hosts. It so. wasn't the kids. It wasn't any. I don't. Was, oh, none of the contestants? No, it were was there? diversity. Oh, okay. The group diversity and all of the judges. I thought that the I don't think helped. so. Okay. Maybe. Todrick's group dance week. Shows you how much attention I paid. Lots of little kids came out and did a dance and their theme, their their challenge was pantomime and they did Aladdin. We sat here and was like, how's that pantomime? I'm not But that's sure. okay. But why? Todrick said that he didn't understand what pantomime meant anyway. There you so were. So you have someone leading the blind who's blind as a bat. Yeah. So, so you get Aladdin and I was kind of impressed. It, it was very um, theatrical. Yes, it wasn't little kid um, cheerleading kind no, no, of. No, 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 It no. was good. It, it was a full-on production. It was production. really good. Yeah, it was well done, honestly. And they got an 89.9% from the in-house audience, which means nothing. The judges all talked about it. Means nothing. The only people who get to pass these people on to the next show is the at-home viewing audience. Right. And that is because the people who put them on the show studio. And they can so only now, do it. So now the people who get to keep them on the show are just the... They they only can do it like during the last 12 of 20 minutes yes. of the episode or something like that. Yes. They, they, you vote at You the have very a very end, small window. And then they cut you off. And then I don't know exactly where in all that mon- the diversion happened. But it, then, was while they were, they, it was while they were voting. While, okay. Yeah. And then they cut it off right after that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Odie's couple, Michael and Joita came out and they were the Latin pair. They did a contemporary piece and their challenge was Shakespeare. So they chose Romeo and Juliet. Um, Dance Point danced to the song Friend Like Me. Also those did. And those of you that are not, they still dance songs. So uh, Michael and Juliet. Is there another song in Aladdin? Anytime anybody does Aladdin, they do that song. Well, I'm sure there are multiple songs. I know, I was saying, but that's the only song anybody ever dances to for Aladdin. Um, Michael and Joita dance to Kissing, which I don't know if that's been in a Romeo and Juliet production. Probably not. I I don't know. It was a lovely dance. They did very well. They got a 90.5 in-house audience. She jumped into his arms from about a story. Yeah, it was pretty high uh, up there. About about a story, about 10 foot. It's pretty high up there. Matthew's single person, Harrison, who is a contemporary dancer. 
He was the clown that we talked. Anyway, his challenge was royalty. He danced to the song Somebody's Watching. And he was very dramatic. He was the king on a throne, and he was being watched by everyone around. That was the 80s song, right? Yes. I always feel like. Mm -hmm. Did that have Michael Jackson in it? No. For a part? Did it? No, I don't don't remember. remember. 94.2 is what Harrison got from the studio audience. Did you say what studio audience gave the... I did, 90.5. Okay. Cheryl's group, The Queens, which is the group of women, contemporary, commercial, I guess you could almost call them. Commercial, yeah. They got afternoon tea. And they danced to a mashup of a nice cup of tea and I believe in a thing called love. And we didn't like it. No. At all. It didn't have anything really to do with tea. No. We were sitting here going, no, you should do this. You should do that. And they didn't do it. So. Although, in their defense, I don't really think that Aladdin had anything to do with pantomime. No. But, you know. So. It was more entertaining. Uh, well, yes. The yes, Queens. it was. It was, yeah. They only got a 48-point in-house studio audience. So the in-house studio audience agreed with us. We and didn't like it either. That was, other than one score, more than half as low Mm-hmm. As everybody else. I mm-hmm. mean, the studio audience really, mm, really did didn't like, like it. Yeah. Todrick's single person, Ainsley, who is a contemporary dancer, got the challenge of weather. He danced to No Light, No Light. And it was okay. It was almost street, and it was almost British. If ever want to know, just try to find some YouTubes of some British youngest dancer, graded dance, and Young, watch their dancer. and watch their street. It's nothing like yeah, our very, street very at all. But it wasn't too bad. But he got a ninety-five point five studio. They liked it. And now Ainsley Ricketts. That's not the the alternative. Dude. No. Okay. No. That's the the other single dancer. Yes. Cheryl, her duo of Lily and Joseph that are about two foot tall. Yeah, and they're about the they're about kids. three years old. Right. Okay. Um, came out and their challenge was Seaside. And they danced to Runaway Baby and did a good job with the theme. Yeah, because they were in beach outfits and they had the beach scene going on there and they were dancing around like on the boardwalk at the beach. And I think after. Everything was done. They were probably one of the two or three, maybe four best users of their mm-hmm. their theme. Yep. They, they get better as the show goes on. From here on out, they get better. But these first handful, it's like, wow. They First of all, they got bad beginnings. I've but, never liked the challenges that they but give then them. They, they, most of them didn't do well until about halfway through. It's almost like all the groups watched the other groups practice. And after watching about three or four practice, the rest of the groups are like, oh. I know what we're going to do. I know how to do our thing. And, you know, I know that's not what they did, but that's almost how it feels. I don't even know if maybe that's how they showed them performing. Mm-hmm. They, they knew that these folks were the toughest and then these really nailed it at the end of the show. I, you, you never know with stuff like that as to how they arranged the broadcast. Did I say they got a 95? Yes, you did. Okay, cool. Odie, her group, Veil, and this was the most stunning piece. They are contemporary, I would say, varying in age from, I think, 12 to 20. Varied age, varied um, leading. There are some followers and some mm-hmm. leaders. How, how have you but put that into dance terms? Their challenge was queuing, standing in line. I had to look it up to Q- make sure that that's what they meant. Queuing. Mm-hmm. And they meant queuing or standing in line. And they danced to Arrival of the Birds. Now, if that's what 
they intended with cueing, then they were dead on. Yes, I thought that they were dead on because most of their formations in their dance were single line. Right. They reminded me of that dance crew that likes to make lots of... With their arms. Formations with their arms because Mm -hmm. everything, they were in lines, they were in straight lines, and then they would branch out with their arms or their legs and then move as a group into a line to flow. The the line sometimes was facing the camera. There was one girl that was... the camera that was dressed differently from everyone mm-hmm. else and she was the one trying to catch the bird on the balloon right and so they would move the bird was moving in the background on the balloon and the the line would move and flow to get her closer to the bird and at the very end of it and i it was visually stunning mm-hmm. to me yeah and the inst- in-house audience only gave them an 88 uh, they didn't. And it must have been that it was much more visually stunning if you could see it on screen Maybe. than on watching camera. it. camera, yeah. Because it probably helped it some that we were watching it on a screen. Matthews, Ross, and Travis, his street duo, were secret agents. And they danced to a mashup of Boasty, Tragedy, Big For Your Boot, Cry Me A River, Where Are You Now, and Oh Fortuna. And that was way too many songs in a minute and a half. It, I'm, it, it, it broke it, it up yeah, so badly. It was very broken. That you couldn't really get into it. They had two of the guys, the little boys from the audition show that were, they teach. In their, yeah. They were in their. They were introducing for their audition. They came in at the very end. They're their mini. That was cute. They got a ninety-seven, and I didn't think it deserved anywhere near a ninety-seven. And Vale only got a nine. That kind of pissed me off because the breakup of the music. The, it was the, yeah. It was too because disjointed. each piece of music had a similar beat, but it was different. Yeah. So the dance style is different. Every you know, I don't know, one, three, four, five, six times and a half. Mm-hmm. That yeah. yeah. Wow. It was. T- what is fifteen seconds? <laughs> If it's even. If it's even. Matthew's Hannah, a contemporary dancer, came out next. Excuse me. Long day. Her challenge was telephone box. And she danced to Lost Without. And it was beautiful. She started out at the box. You could tell she was waiting for the phone. And then she danced away from it and was very soulful and sad and stuff. And then she heard the phone ring and she ran back to the box and it quit ringing before she could get to the phone. So it was it was kind of the theme kind of was met. Yeah, yeah. She, she got a she, 94.2 studio audience because it really was beautiful. She was very great. Odie's Dark Angels, a hip-hop group of 12, came out and their challenge was the House of Common. Dancing to a mashup of Earthquake, Shut Down, Dance Off, and High Hope. And it didn't really go with the theme at all because how could you? Yeah, they did you, They did dance very They danced very well. They how were do you synchronized. Dance to House of Common. So there I you mean, go. They yeah. got a 92.1 because they were energetic and very synchronous. Well, it was like, that's like dance. What they put on the stage was good, but it didn't necessarily have anything to do with pantomime. Through yeah. no fault of their own because yeah. the challenge sucked, but I don't know why they even give them those challenges. Well, stupid. Todrick's Ryan, who is street? No, commercial. Commercial. We'll call him commercial. Yeah. Call it came out, and his theme was the swinging 60s. Dancing to a mashup of These Boots Are Made for Walking, Soul, Bossa Nova, and Work It Out. And it wasn't too bad for a swinging 60s, I thought. He did some um, Austin Powers moves mm-hmm. and some different... I think some- the music and uh, the screen work and his costuming all very much presented... The 60s. Yes. I think as far as a total package to the eye, this probably was the best usage of the challenge. Yes. 
Now, that is, I'm not saying that his was the best dancer, this was the oh, best production, no. but I think overall they incorporated the, the best of any of them. And arguably, it may well have been the easiest because, you know, the 60s is a concept that we have in our mind, mm-hmm. and once the 60s is met, then you're you're golden. I mean that you know. So yeah. So he has no technique. He's very much a club dancer, and he'll well, tell he's, you he's had he's no training, yeah. no he, technique, and he got a seventy four. And then Cheryl got had the last group out, and that was the Brothers of Dance, and they had Peaky Blinders, which is a TV show. TV show over there about a young tough group. Yeah, back in the back in the mafia days, twenties, I yeah, think, 20s, or thirties. They danced to mashup of right. Red right hand and Lord. And they got a 97 points pretty good. And if I you agree. look, Peaky Blinders is on uh, BBC America. Yes. They have it. And then while we were waiting for the audience to finish their voting, because voting was open, Diversity, which is Mr. Banjo's group, we figured, we found out, along with his wife and several others. Mm-hmm. They and the captain came out and did one of Diversity's pieces. And his other co host girl. Yeah, and Alicia, who. Just had a baby. We well, decided in October. Yeah, it's four and this months. is February. Yeah, it's four months. And she's months out there like nope. dancing, way dancing, way yeah. dancing. So it was like, and it rocked. Dude. That I did not realize he was part of a group that was that good. And no, they yeah they and he surprised. yeah he is very much yeah a part of the group. Yes. You know, it, so yeah, it was. I now see why he's on here for dancing it was, it was on a dancing show. So yes, that, that it was. Cool. And we came back and we found out through much ado that Cheryl's Queens and Todrick's Ryan are the lowest point getters of the call-in votes, so they are gone. And they were the two lowest point getters of the in-house audience. Coincidentally, there's not supposed to be a but. No. But you know, it, it could be that I you you can. Use Use they got their the, finger on the pulse. You can use the audience to kind of gauge overall. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe. We'll, we'll have to see as it goes on through. And it gets to really tough choices to see how, you know, quote unquote, act state. Yeah, we'll, these weren't tough choices. No. They were our two least favorite also. Yeah, the queens. When, when we were waiting for the voting to be finished and them to come back and tell us, we had already decided that the queens and Ryan, too, that we liked the least. Easily the queens. Ryan, there may have been one or two others along no, with Ryan. I don't Ryan think that so. I, I wouldn't have minded. But, yeah, as soon as we saw the queens, we were like, there's... Yeah. We and and they were what fourth. Mm-hmm. We had eight more acts to see, and we're like, no, there. That, no, that's going to be tough to be lower. <laughs> so, and Ryan's was his performance. I don't think was was bad. He just suffered from lack of uh, training. Yes, I I think if he had was more than just club, everything else with his sixties uh, format, I think it would have worked really I well. I think people but, were afraid that he couldn't do anything more than what he did. But he was, yeah, and and I mean. If you've watched any of these other wide open dance competition shows, you will get those people that just give it a go because they go to the club and dance two or three times a week. And you can tell them from the trained people, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that was Ryan. That That's just it. it through, and if, through no without, fault of his own. Without Todrick, but, I don't think he would have made it to the show. Probably, probably. And, and but he, Todrick saw himself in him and he wanted to bring him on. would not have been probably chosen by... That's what I mean. Yeah, by the three judges. If mm-hmm. it were just those three, he would not have, yeah. have made the final cut. So, yeah. 
And and that's fine. I mean, he had his his fifteen seconds, and he did. He had a minute as, and a half. He did as well with it as he could do, and uh, he, whatever you know, he he has it in his in his notebook of uh, things I did um, I, before I was twenty, or you know, whatever. So okay, Todrick, he made a contact now mm-hmm. over there in England. That who knows, he he can whatever call over here. He can go over there and do a show and know somebody that you know what whatever it turns out to be so it was it was cool i'm i'm not upset that he was on the show no, me neither you know or nor the queens although uh, they, there were there were a couple of others that we would rather have had on the show yes yeah and that always yeah. every every show we see our taste very somewhere along the mm-hmm. way and, and we're always disappointed man so and so would have yep. made this cut or that cut or show yeah so and that's why we watch and that's why we talk Mm-hmm. So, there we go. Now, if you want, you can talk to yourself because all of these things I'm going to give you are electronic ways. To touch. So if you talk, we won't hear you. You can talk out loud while you're typing. But but if you type, you can type on Facebook and Twitter. Leave comments for Dan. If you do it on Facebook and you search, Dance Fever is two words. On Twitter, it's one. If you want to type an email, it's dancefever at gmail.com. If you want to type a big, long comment, but you don't want to email, you want to type it on a website, you can go to deliberatenoise.com slash dancefever and leave a comment there on the episode. And no matter which you choose to avail yourself of, be sure you spell fever, F-E-V-R-E. In the English way. Yeah. So next week, episode 325 of the podcast, the second challenge show where apparently two more people will be voted off. So it's gone from 12 to 10, and it'll go from 10 to 8 after that second challenge. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. The Dance Fever Podcast is a Teal production, and as such, is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, non-derivatives, 3.0, unported license. 